Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to this episode of Humans of Speedway and something a little bit different. It's a first because throughout this series, we've always covered what you would call regular Speedway. We've had various people involved in that, but this one is a little bit different because we're looking just a little bit at the future and electric Speedway. Welcome back to the channel, guys. And on this week's episode, we're going electric and we're flying to Denmark. Oh my God, look at that. Look, look at that. that. Now, I know for the purists, and even those that are not purists, you're going to say it's not the same, right? Find out why electric speedway is nothing to be feared and why it is not coming to take away the speedway that you know and love. We're going to explain what it's all about and where its benefits are very, very soon, okay? So do not fear. This is hopefully going to set your mind at rest about electric speedway bikes. And there is an event coming up at the time of releasing this in the first weekend in March in Scunthorpe that uh, you can maybe go along to and, and, and decide for yourself. But more about that to come. We'll also hear from Seth Norman. And we're going to chat to Paul as well because he's got lots to say. Uh, he's one of the faces of the presentation team of BSN, the British Speedway Network. He's been a rider with the Bellevue Colts in the National League. And he owns a pie business. And who doesn't want to befriend the pie man, you know? So uh, it gives me great pleasure to welcome somebody I've spent a lot of time with over the last year. And uh, hopefully you're going to like what he's got to say. He is... Paul Bowen. Welcome, Paul. How you doing, Ian? You all right? Good, thank you. Yeah, and uh, great to have you on. Thanks for joining us. We've got lots to talk about. Um, but you're a very busy guy, Paul. You've got lots going on. Um, myself and Paul first met uh, working for BSN last season, of course, and Paul's been one of the uh, Pitts reporters, one of the interviewers uh, on uh, on BSN over the last season. You're also a, a rider, speedway rider. You've ridden for the Bellevue Colts in the past, uh, you also do a bit of motocross. Uh, you also do various blogs. You're now involved in electric speedways we're about to talk about. Um, you've been on first dates. You've got the pie business as well with your, with your family. So you, you're a very, very busy guy. No, Ian, I've got my hands. In, the, the, the word is, you know, fingers in many pies. And I certainly have 
many fingers in many pies at the moment. Um, quite keeping quite a busy boy. Absolutely love it. You have a lot of um, you know pastimes. We mentioned doing like video blogs, vlogs, as you might call them, and uh, also speedway involvement in in different ways as well but then you have got you the the main job of yours which is quite an involved one and involved in the family pie business and but that's the reality for many speedway riders isn't it not everybody's bartos schmarschlick uh or or a, you know the top level guys who have got mechanics and drivers and and staff you know helping them out on things for many speedway riders they they are holding down a a full-time job or a fairly flexible job, whatever it might be, uh, in the background, in addition to doing the bikes, in addition to doing the meetings. So it is a full-on life. The National League is, you know, obviously an an amateur to professional league. Um, It's the starting base. And it is, you know, you do tend to put more money in than than what what comes out of it. So obviously for me, um, I have a business at the Boeing Pies, which you know I've had for quite a few years now with my dad, and and to be honest, it's it's a great little business. So I'd have to be somewhat of a, ooh, you know, a, a number one in a in a Premiership to to even consider being a full time Speedway rider. But I know obviously there's a lot of lad in the National League setup that you know you do have to work as a, a full time job and race Speedway. And one of those other things you've been doing, of course, is your involvement in BSN as well. So a lot of people who watched uh, BSN's coverage last season will know of you. Uh, and, of course, if they're subscribers to it for, for 2023, you can already watch all of the 2022 season uh, on there already now. So you can you can swat up and see Paul in action in some of the meetings as well. So how's that been for you? You're no stranger to appearing in front of cameras because you do your, you know, your videos and stuff for YouTube with your various adventures anyway. But um, you know, doing it live in front of an audience, you know, and and, and that side of it is, is something probably a little bit different, I imagine. Yeah, I, I absolutely love. Um, I've absolutely loved my time on the BSN, um, and it's been fantastic. Like I said, I'm a bit of an out there character, so it's quite funny. Out of you know, going back to sort of the comments, the like, you know, I'd say get the most comments out of out the team, but half of them would be like, "Get him off the telly." And then the other half would be like, you know, he's, he's, he's really funny. We really enjoyed it. Um, so, it, you know, I love playing that sort of character that, you know, some people might not necessarily like me, but they tune in um, to critique me maybe or, you know, what we might say this week or sometimes I do say things that have got me in trouble and have got the BSN in trouble. Um but I think it just, you know, I hope I make good TV because that's what I want to do. I want to entertain people at home and I hope that's what I do. I think you've achieved that. And, and you've been singled out by Phil Lanning in the Speedway Star as being the, the, the star of the show or one of them. Uh, and so that's that's got to be good. And like you say, you can't please all the people all the time. But I don't think anybody could ever accuse you of not being entertaining. They might not like it, but, <laughs> but I think entertaining. But it's been a, a real sort of progression over the year. Everybody who's been involved in that have, have, have grown together through the, the service, which will be a year old come the start of April from the first meeting that we did. And, and um, it's back there again uh, at uh, Berwick in April this year, just, I think, a, a day shy of a year since it all started. So how far things have come and all run by people who are Speedway fans at heart as well. And I think that's possibly what you know makes it different and sets it apart. Yeah, like, like you said, you know, it's great to be part of a team that every, every, everybody in that team 
loves Speedway and we do it for Speedway. And like you said, it's great. I don't think you have any streaming service that's like what we have where the quality of what we produce is, is produced by people that are were basically all fans of the sport um, and giving hopefully the fans at home probably the best show in the house. And, um, and it's something that, like I said, we all enjoy. I enjoy doing all the other things. And like I said, Ian, I even tried the commentary with you and fair play, Ian, it's a lot harder than what I thought it would be. Um, the, the racing happens so quick. So uh, that was a, an interesting night, <laughs> to say the least. Um, but no, I think I think everybody does a fantastic job. You know, we've got like Hayley that's so factual. Um, you know, she sucks in information like a sponge. I'll often leave her to the next results or the statistics or anything like that. You'll see Hayley just reel them off and I'll just stand there and smile. Um, you know, so we've got such a good team. We've got obviously... You know, for for people that are north of the border, we've got Greg. Um, for people south of the border, we might need subtitles. <laughs> um, but uh, no, Greg's fantastic in in what he does, and and Adam really this year has come into his own with you, Ian, um, as a as a great co commenter. And then obviously, not forgetting, like I said, we've got um, we've got Martin and Ben, that the leaders of, of BSN, that have really progressed. It, it, you know, you'll agree in as well from the start to the end of the season, the difference that those guys put in was absolutely phenomenal. You could literally see the difference in the quality and the camera work. They put all their money into this project. And uh, and yeah, as a, as a business owner myself, I really do have a lot of respect for what they've done. So yeah, I, lo- I, love, uh, I love being part of the team and I'm sure you do as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely love it, and can't wait for the the season to begin and and some big um, advancements as well, some upgrades in in both the equipment and how things are going to look this year in twenty twenty three as well. So get your uh, your BSN passes for the um, Premiership based coverage or the the Championship stuff, and uh, it'll all be there and uh, be underway. Uh, before we know it, not long to go now. So find out about that. Watch.britishspeedway.co.uk. There's the shameless plug out of the way. So, Paul, Speedway for you then. Um, what's your background in Speedway? How did you sort of end up getting involved in in the sport? Uh, because I know you're a big fan of bikes, but was Speedway the first love? I think it was obviously from being with my dad. My dad was into bikes. My dad was actually into grass track. Um, and I actually started my first sort of biking into grass track, always loved motorbikes, always made the noise, rode around and I've just, anything two wheels, I just have a massive passion for, whether it be, like you said, mountain biking, I was there in Scotland at the weekend, um, or I'll do motocross, um, Speedway's relatively new to me, um, I did it, started it about eight years, nine years ago now, which is actually quite a long time, um, but you know, it's just another sport that I absolutely love. Um, in fact, out of all the bike sports, it's probably one of the biggest that I've got a passion for. And it's what they say about speedway, isn't it? If you go, if you go more than a few times, you, you're in and, and you're hooked, and there's no escape. And we'll talk more about your times in traditional speedway, as we'll call it in the next part. But right now, I'm just going to talk about electric speedway because you've got this event coming up at Scunthorpe on the um, 5th of March, which is not far away at the time of releasing this. Now, when you post on your Facebook pages or or whatever, Paul, about Electric Speedway, the purists are very much like, no, not for me, 
It's not proper Speedway. <laughs> there's no noise. There's no smell. It can't be Speedway. But these are Speedway bikes, but they're just powered by electricity. That's the main difference. And it's not coming for the 500 cc's. This is more about for the kids, um, and this is where it's aimed at the youth to learn Speedway and practice and, and all that kind of stuff. But how did you get involved in, in, in the electric scene? Because you're quite big in it now in this country, and you're probably leading the electric charge, <laughs> to coin a pun. Uh, but uh, how did you get involved in electric Speedway? Um, so, so basically, like you touched on it before, I do a bit of YouTubing, um, and like I said, I, I've done a few little videos, and I just saw the electric Speedway bike come out in Denmark that I know they've been doing it for a while and I thought what a great little YouTube video this will make um got in touch with the guys I'm interested in electric bikes anyway so I went over because I'm just like I said I'm just into bikes so I sent them a message you know could I come over have a go film it you know good bad anything in between any chance of just a little ride um and they were like yeah Paul come on over very inviting they they did tell me that the bike is for youth. It's not an adult bike, um, but you know, happy to come over and have a little go. Went over and I just kind of fell in love with with the the passion that these guys have got for the for the electric bike. It is what they've done is absolutely fantastic. The bike rides really well um, for for a youth bike, and I, I'm not saying I've seen the future, but I think it was just a real eye-opener and I think it's potentially what the future of Speedway could look like so I thought yeah I'm getting involved in this all right well here's a little clip from your, your YouTube video if people search Paul Bowen Speedway on on YouTube you'll you'll find it the the electric Speedway video it's about 20 minutes long but it's just a little uh, a little snapshot of your first experience on an electric Speedway bike I'll tell you what though it's got some power not the 500, they said it wouldn't be the 500, but it has got some power. I think it's got a clutch this, has it got a clutch? Yes, yeah, so, like, so that, full throttle, clutch. Oh my god, look at that! Look at that! We're flat out here! This is fun! That's awesome! This is cool! This is cool, okay? I don't care that it doesn't make a noise. People can actually see it for themselves. Uh, face your fears. Uh, at Scunthorpe Speedway on Sunday, you are having, uh, well, really the first uh, races um, involving electric bikes in this country. Um, but also you've got regular bikes on there as well, the 125s, and, and they're they're going to be racing against each other side by side. You can see the comparison or what? Yeah, so this weekend, uh, the 5th, is going to be a completely... Um new experience for speedway for for the youth side like i said these aim these bikes are aimed at, at the youth so 125 cc 150 and it's going to be the first time i don't think it's happened in any other motorsport where it's actually going to be electric side by side against sort of what is now a petrol engine obviously the the 500 the methanol but the the petrol engines are uh 125 cc so they're going to go out together um and we're going to have a really good experience of how both bikes perform against each other and it's going to be a really interesting uh, experience to watch because you're going to have one bike that makes noise and one bike that doesn't 
Um, we've got uh, some good riders coming over to, to have a go. So we've got uh, a young Olivia Reynolds, who, if you're not aware, she's been to America. She's done a backflip on a 65cc motocross bike. She hangs around with Travis Pastrana. Um, he was a, a fantastic athlete in, in America. And yeah, we've got a young Seth Norman as well, who's uh, come second last year in the 125s in the, in the British Youth. So it's, again, another good rider. It's going to be really interesting to see how he manages the flip from um, his petrol bike to an electric bike, whether he rides it the same, faster, slower. So it's going to be really interesting to, to sort of see how he gets on with it. Whereas Olivia, she's never had a, a go on a Speedway bike whatsoever. So it's all brand new for her. Um, but she is a very good uh, motocross rider. She's recently won the Arena Cross Championship. That's the indoor motocross championship that's been going on around the UK. So, you know, we've got a, a, a really good girl that could that could turn some heads. And obviously, we've got young Seth there as well. That I think he's going to really turn some heads, and it's going to be an absolutely really interesting meeting. And I, I hope everyone can come down and and check it out. And I think you've got Richie Worrell there as well, and I think he's sort of offering some advice to some of the young riders, but it'll be interesting to get someone like his opinion of, of watching it. Yeah, so on Saturday, on the 4th, um, I'm actually doing a sort of test day. Uh, this is a trial day, so I put it out there for young motocrossers. I'm doing it completely off my own back, so it's all free. Um, I've, I've spoke to uh, Rob Godfrey. Um, hopefully he'll sort me out a really good deal because he knows I'm doing it for free, so hi, Rob. Um and he's going to lend me the kit as well. So on the Saturday, we're going to invite quite a few people down to come and ride the bikes. I've got Richie Worrell um, coming down to help sort of these young lads um, and or, or girls and get them interested into Speedway, get them learning the right techniques. Richie is a fantastic teacher, actually, um, for Speedway. He's helped me a few times at, at Bellevue. And uh, it's great that someone like him is on board. I've got Aaron Spud Summers coming as well. He's going to come down and help the kids out. And hopefully, like I say, they're going to come on Sunday as well and just kind of, of help out, really, and, and just show the techniques and, and everything like that because it's exactly the same technique as riding one of these bikes as it will be a normal bike. Um, so it's going to be really interesting um, for especially a professional like Richie Worrell to see what, what they think about the bikes. Do you think Richie's going to get on and have a go? I think he'll be tempted to have a go, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think... It'll be, I think it'll be pleasant. I think anyone that jumps on one will be pleasantly surprised. Um, which for me was was the same. You know, you get on it and it is it is surreal. The fact that it doesn't make a noise, it doesn't vibrate, it doesn't sound like it wants to kill you. Um, you you know, you can hear the noise such as the tire folding because there's no noise. You can actually hear the tire on the ground. But once you do three, four laps, you, you actually forget and just concentrate on riding. And that's when it starts getting a bit interesting then. And that's when you start to think, actually, this bike, it could be something. It could be the future. Well, let's tackle some of the big questions and the big fears that people have about um, electric speedway because when you post it on, say, on social media, people go, no, not for me, there's no noise, there's no smell. So that's the first question. What, what about the situation with no noise and no smell? What's that going to mean for for speedway fans other than, of course, no noise and, and, uh, and no smell? I mean, you know, lots of other sports have no noise and no smell, uh, apart from sweat, I suppose. Yeah, so the, the racing should 
be exactly the same you know the the noise or the smell is, is irrelevant to the actual racing having someone coming in diving up the inside or going round the outside and, and getting really close to the wall that is what gets people going now as for the noise would you as a crowd shout more because you know the riders can hear you you only have to look at mountain bike races or cycling events tour de france the noise and the atmosphere the crowd creates because they know the riders can hear them and the shouting and making noise, would it create the same kind of atmosphere at those events at, say, a Speedway event? On the subject of the noise, uh, two sides to every coin, because the noise isn't always a good thing, right? Especially if you're a kid wanting to go out and practice. Um, you know, you might have certain times where you can do that. You certainly can't do it at three o'clock in the morning. But with, with an electric speedway bike, little Johnny can go out there and practice 24-7, surely. Exactly that, Ian. You know, I think, again, people, I'll, I'll reiterate that I am not a tree hugger. I'm not after saving the world. I don't think for one minute that these electric bikes are, you know, uh, the, 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 you know, there's no carbon footprint whatsoever. You know, if you want to save the world, don't do any sport but the main issue that we face with speedway is the noise like you said and especially for the kids you know the kids just want to ride and ride and ride houses are being built more closer to stadiums than ever before there's always a threat with that let's have tracks where the kids can ride you know we could set up speedway tracks here there and everywhere for for the youth to ride and like you said maybe some adults and you could ride till like you said three o'clock in the morning if you fancied it and and no one's going to know because it, they just don't make that same noise that the complaints that we receive. We love the noise. I'm, like I said, I'm a noise lover. But unfortunately, Karen that eats a tea two miles down the road doesn't like the noise. Another thing that sort of came to mind, you know, with with Speedway, as you said, that there's no there's no noise, but there's no vibration. The amount of Speedway riders who've got vibration white finger, you know, is quite high. You know, and so from a from a health point of view, surely for those riders going out and doing practice at least, you know, it, it's, it would maybe have benefits there because a lot of them do suffer with, you know, issues with their hands, with their fingers. I know Richie Worrell is, is, is one. You know, he was there at Kings Lynn showing me his, showing me his fingers on the, the, grand, <laughs> the grand final. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but they were white, you know, and, and that was, he said, oh, you know, it really fires up in cold weather. And that's from riding the bike over years and years. And these are the things that you don't, you don't see, but a lot of Speedway riders do suffer from that. Yeah, I'm, I'm one myself, Ian. I hate this time of year um and even in the speedway season the start and the end where you get it gets a bit chillier you get your white finger um and again it's down to the vibration obviously for me i don't know if it's speedway motocross it's just constant vibrations on your hands where like i said as a health point of view you know it is a serious matter and it does hurt as a rider to have this white finger and again it's just it's just another positive that the electric bike has over the over the engine other than this, other than making a sound and a smell, it'll be every positive aspect that an engine has, whether it be servicing, um, running costs, anything like that. The electric comes out trumps, other than it doesn't smell or make a noise. Another um, positive for electric speedway bikes um, would be how simple they are to look after, and obviously this is a, a big plus for 
again for, for for youngsters because often it's left to the parents to to sort the bikes out and it can take many hours to prepare a speedway bike you know wash them strip them down put it back together again uh, even after one ride whereas um, with an electric speedway bike you can jet, jet wash it down and pretty much stick it back in the in the garage and and then you're done and that's a big big difference isn't it and it's something i know that you yourself sort of found when you took speedway on it you didn't realize how much work has to go in to to sort of look after a speedway bike and keep it in good nick exactly that ian you know it takes me on average five to six hours to prep prep my bike now i know what i'm doing like you said when i first came to the the sport i remember just jet washing it coming to scunthorpe the next week and wondering why it won't start um, but now, now I know because again, there's no manuals or or anything like that for these speedway bikes or, or what to do. Um, it'll take me around five to six hours, and you've got to remember a lot of parents now are working hard. You know, everyone works till five, six, seven o'clock at night. The last thing a parent might be able to do is is go in the garage for for three, four hours a night to fix the bike, so little Johnny can go and race. Would they that or would they think, you know what, actually the electric bike, we give it a wash, we lube the chain, we put it on charge. That's it. There's no oil change, clutch plates, carburetor cleaning, air filter cleaning, or everything that comes, ignition cleaning, everything that comes with a Speedway bike has just disappeared with the, the charging of a, a battery. Which is pretty revolutionary, really, and I think a lot of parents will be uh, be happy about that. And we're going to speak to Seth Norman in a moment, who's a young up-and-coming rider, and he's going to be taking one of these bikes out for a spin uh, at the weekend. Um, and, and just to make that point, really, for, for anybody worrying that electric bikes are coming for the 500ccs, they're a long way off the same power as a 500cc, aren't they? And this is very much aimed at like the 125 category. They're, they're about on par with that at, at the moment and um and, and that's why you see it you know being the biggest uh biggest use really for for upcoming riders it is yeah um they, they will actually go up to around 200 cc that they believe the equivalent of uh, and i think that they're, they're after riding it i think they're not far off the mark again the beauty with these engines is you could have that engine at eight years old say restrict it to um, an 80cc or 100cc, 125, with a click of an app button, you can adjust that engine's power range. So you could have you could give a, a child an engine at 8 years old and that could potentially last him all the way up to 14 by just adjusting the engine to his ability. Again, it makes it really fur for other kids as well. I hear a lot at the moment with these British youths that he's got a faster engine than me, he's got more money, he's put this into that. Whereas with the electric, it's actually the furthest playing ground going because of literally a Bluetooth connection. I can find out if you're cheating or if you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing and it'll be a very fur playing ground. Well, one person who's going to be giving this a go at the weekend is one of the uh, British youth riders, one of the up-and-comers, currently on the 125s. Uh, Seth Norman joins us now. Uh, hi, Seth. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Good to have you on. Um, right, just to remind us, first of all, how old are you, Seth? I'm 12 years old. Right, 12 years old and um, making your way through the ranks of Speedway. And this weekend, you're going to be one of those riding the electric bikes. Are you excited for that? Yeah, I'm burning to, yeah, really excited. 
Now, the one two fives and and the youth series is where it all begins for for pretty much every rider. It's certainly the British system, uh, and you're looking to follow in the footsteps of the likes of uh, Adam Ellis or Tom Brennan or Leon Flint. Um, how has it gone for you over the the last season then in the one two five class for you? Well, it's gone well. I placed fourth, I think, in the British youth, and I won one round. So I'd say quite a good season. I'd say pretty good season as well, and and you know, you're still relatively young, of course. And there's quite a lot of talent though in that one two five class, and I think making a step up to the two fifties. So it was a tricky year last year. Yeah, there is quite a few good people. Right onto the e-bikes. Then um, we've been talking about the some of the benefits of that. Um, what happens with your bikes at the moment? Your regular speedway bikes. They need a lot of work, don't they, Seth? Um, who does all the dirty work then, cleaning the bikes and that? Oh, normally my dad does all that. And it is hard work, isn't it? It takes a long time to sort the bikes out. How long does your dad spend normally sorting your bikes out, getting you ready for for your meetings and so on? How long per meeting? Four hours. And that's quite a long time, isn't it? Now, uh, if you tell your dad that electric bikes, they just need a jet wash down and that's pretty much it, stick them in the shed ready for the next meeting, he would be pretty happy with that development at least, I guess, would he? Yeah, I think he'd be buzzing, yeah, he'd be well happy. I bet he would. I bet he would. And and this um, event coming up then this coming weekend at the time of recording this the the fourth and fifth of March. It's happening at Scunthorpe. Of course, you're racing the electric bikes on the um, on the Sunday, but you're also getting a bit of tuition on the Saturday as well that uh, has been organised. And and Richie Worrell, as Paul was telling us, is, is going to be there. Uh, Richie, uh, a good man to learn from. He's he's been there, seen it, and done it. Yeah, I know Richie because I'm mascot of Leicester as well. Of course, yeah. All right, so it's a big, a massive year for Leicester coming up. And you've already been busy on the bike too. You were part of the the GB youth trip over to France, weren't you? And, and there you were learning with, with Chris Harris as well. So it's been a, a big start to the year. Yeah, it was a really good experience for me. I really enjoyed the track as well. Yeah, the weather was good. And it was like quite cold in the mornings and it warmed up a bit. And so that was on the regular bikes. Um, looking forward to, to riding on electric bikes this weekend the the worry you know some people will say it's not the same as a normal bike um the, the smell the, the the noise is something they'd miss um where do you think what do you think about electric bikes and you know how different they are going to be from that point of view yeah i don't really know i don't know how i feel if electric speedway sort of like took over but it'd be really cool to see it like come quite hot in Britain. Yeah, let's see how it goes, and, and you're going to be one of the first to give it a try over here at Scunthorpe this weekend. So good luck with it, and uh, we can't wait to see the results, Seth. Do I get a hat when I'm riding? Does that include an experience? He's <laughs> <laughs> got you there, Paul, on the merch. We can get you a hat. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. See you later, Seth. Cheers, Seth, and all the best for uh, for this season as well, and uh, all the best for this coming weekend at the time of releasing this episode, uh, heading into March. March, of course, the start of the Speedway season, and maybe start it with some electric Speedway. Go down and take a gander at Scunthorpe. What's the details again, Paul? Yeah, 11 o'clock, uh, the racing starts. So, like you said, you've got the 125s. For those methanol people that absolutely need it it's the 500s are there as well so you'll have the up and coming 500 riders so it'll be a fantastic day just to come down it's all free there's no payment needed come down get a brew watch some good racing watch the future potentially and make your mind up about the the e-racing while you're there and let us know
So there you go, a bit of free speedway if you can make it. Scunthorpe on the 5th, Sunday the 5th of March. Uh, check out a bit of uh, e-speedway. They're going to be racing alongside the 125 uh, petrol bikes as well, just to see how they go side by side and some other speedway practising going on as well. So go down and have a look. Get yourself in the mood for the upcoming season. Right, coming up in the next part of Humans of Speedway, having another longer chat with Paul about his own speedway career and we'll also discover how his dream speedway meeting a look as well before the end of this on Humans of Speedway. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. This is Humans of Speedway, and my guest in this episode is Paul Bowen, who um, you may well know from a variety of different areas, um, either as a Speedway rider, he's ridden for the Bellevue Colts in the National League. He's also uh, one of the presenters on BSN, the British Speedway Network. He's got his own YouTube channel, and uh, he also uh, is involved in the uh, the pie industry as well with his uh, family business, Bowen Pies. So lots to talk about, but Paul, um, for you, you were saying earlier that really you're just a fan of, of bikes, or all sorts of bikes, but how was it then that you, you came into Speedway? What was your, your route into the sport as such? Personally, uh, for me, I was watching it, the, like, the reruns on Eurosport. Um, I, I, just, I was into road racing at the time, so I'd, ro- I'd rode a 600cc road bike. I found it incredibly expensive and I'd sold it and I had a bit of money burning a hole in my pocket. And um, I was watching Ty and I just thought, to be honest, like, I thought Ty, I thought, flipping out, he looked cool. He does look cool. And I was seeing him sliding the bike and it was just one of them moments. I had a beer or whatever and thought, right, I'll uh, I'll see what, he, what Speedway bikes are for sale and how much they are. And lo and behold, the few days later, I had one in my garage. <laughs> So you just went on eBay and bought a Speedway bike, having seen it. Couple yes, of pints yeah. in. That's me. Get yeah. me the bike. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Get me the bike. And I, and then I remember going, "How do you ride it?" And I and I remember messaging, you know, trying to look about again for a new Speedway rider, not knowing anything about the sport. I didn't know where to start. And it's funny how, like, I'm almost doing a, a circle here with Richard. Richard 
at the Scunthorpe Amateur Meetings was my first point of contact. Um, and I said, hi, can I come and practice? Uh, and he was like, oh, I've got a race meeting on this weekend. You can ride in the novice class. <laughs> I thought, oh, okay. Like, I never rode a bike before. thought, right, yeah, I'll go in the novice class. Um, I remember that day turned up. Uh, I had to get some methanol off someone because I didn't have any methanol because I didn't even know what, what, what methanol was. I thought, what, what do you mean you put methanol in it? Um, and, uh, yeah, I, re- I remember going to the tape for my first ever go on a speedway. Not, not, not as well as my first race. It was my first ever go. And, uh, I remember coming to the tapes and I didn't know how to stop it. And I just went straight through these <laughs> tapes. <laughs> right. So there was a brand new speedway rider. Here. He's just gone through his tapes. I went on the grass, didn't know what to do. And, uh, I think everyone's laughing at me at this point, but, uh, yeah, by the end of the day, I started to do all right, and I actually ended up winning the the novice class. So, uh, and again, it was it was the speedway family. Once you get in it, people are like, oh, where you come from? What you done? You know, come and ride here, or we've got a practice here. And, and once you're in it, it's such a great family. We just need to invite more people in it, and and like I said, that's that's where I came in it really, and, and that's why I'm still in it because speedway as a family is just amazing. It is, you know, obviously um, riders are rivals and and fans can be rivals, but ultimately everybody's helping each other out and and wanting the best for the sport. And you say there is a big family feeling around the sport in general. Um, With um, bearing in mind that your first ride on a Speedway bike was in fact your first race, how did you learn the techniques then of Speedway, of of sliding the bike and and all those sort of things that are specific to to Speedway that you wouldn't find in, you know, say motocross or or what have you. How did you learn Speedway and and, and the craft? Yeah, um, I think, again, like the first one was a very sort of self-taught kind of thing. Um, And then it was actually up at the old north side. Um, Carl Armstrong actually got in touch with me, which, again, I've got some good roots at, at Workington. Um, you know, they said, come up here, we'll, you know, we'll teach you a little bit, we'll show you how to ride, we'll spend a bit of time with you. And it was all free. Uh, well, like the, the the practice day obviously cost, but like the teaching and everything like that, everybody would give me pointers. And again, it, the Speedway family, people want you to improve and, you know, they give out tips for free. I do actually think Speedway's missing a tri- trip with uh, not doing any lessons as such, like actual organised lessons, Bellevue Experience Day, they is that's the only sort of one I've been to where you actually get studied on your riding. Um, I know the young lions do a lot, but obviously I'm a I'm an old dog, so I didn't get the uh, the young lions experience. But uh, but yeah, no, I just sort of learnt as I went along and and picked up tips. And I think everyone's been great in in helping me. You've got to know somebody in Speedway more often than not, haven't you? Though who's on the inside of it to to really get you in there and and show you what you need to do. And that's possibly one of the things that Speedway needs to source over the over the years because everybody who takes Speedway up, it's it's either a family member introduces them or they've already got people doing the sport. And you've got people like Wayne Carter who do a great job at Scunthorpe bringing riders through. Duns, Northside, um, um, Buxton as well with uh, Ride and Skid It uh, provide uh, opportunities for people to to take it up. Just some of them. I'm, uh, apologies if there's there's more, but those are the ways in. But you've really got to to know people or, or look for it to to get yourself into that speedway circle, I suppose. Yeah, exa- exactly that. Which is why I've kind of gone about it with with the e, e- speedway. It's trying to make it accessible because. 
I personally think at current Speedway isn't accessible. Um, like you said, who, who do you ring? What do you do to to actually start to get into Speedway? You know, what manual do you read? What book do you, do you go to? What club do you sign with? All of this kind of stuff. There's not an actual way of how to get into Speedway. I think to be fair, last year when they had the new website, they have put a try Speedway button on there, and there is a link to to go and have a go on it. So that's good. But I think they really are missing a trick by not inviting more people to have a go at Speedway. Especially, I know people say it is expensive, isn't it? It is an expensive sport. However, as a term of motorsport, it's one of the cheapest motorsports I think you can do. And we're getting new tracks coming back into Speedway, um, although we are losing some, of course, but the newer tracks coming in do seem to have some sort of um, consideration for training up um, youngsters where possible. And we've seen that over the last few years with, you know, like Red Car, which I know is not a brand new track, but they do a lot of youth development. Scunthorpe is another track that's regularly putting training sessions on. And now with Northside at Workington coming back, um, obviously they've converted their training track into a full-size track now but they are putting another training track back in so that's another facility coming back on the scene for uh, for kids in that area to, to go along and probably further afield to go along to as well yeah yeah again you know as many practice tracks as we can get would be absolutely ideal so we've got more places for kids to practice um like you said workington have done an absolutely fantastic job i really can't wait i've messaged him a few times can i come up and have a sneaky go um, and we're, we're nearly there because I'd love to do a little vlog there myself. Um, and uh, I, I even put my name forward for, for riding there for this season because, again, I've got a lot of heart, heart, like heartstrings with, with Workington. Um, and it's a fantastic little setup there. What they've done to the track, absolutely amazing. Um, and every credit goes to the Workington team up there. And like you said, I, I can't wait to get up there, whether I'll be on a bike or, or with you at, at, with the BSN. Reading between the lines there, do I detect a hint that uh, you may be making or considering making a comeback on the bike uh, in a competitive capacity in, in the National League at some point? Oh, I'm thinking about it, Ian. I am thinking about it. There's, there's, a, few, there's a few talks going on. Um, I am 34 this year, so I'm, I'm heading towards the end. <laughs> Although when you actually look at quite a lot, <laughs> when you actually look at a lot of riders, actually they are now in the, you know, riders are riding longer. I think I just kind of looked at Greg Hancock for an excuse and thought he was riding till what forty five, was he forty? Was he forty five? Um, so yeah, so in that case, I've still got years left in the tank. Um, but no, I, it's it is a hard. It does take a lot out of you a speedway season with the bikes, the travelling, um, like you said as well. I have a, a business to run, and it, and it is hard, but. I did miss not riding last year. I will say that I, I really did miss the buzz of not not racing. The National League is a huge melting pot, isn't it? Of of all areas of speedway, you've got the the kids who are just old enough to to go racing the five hundreds, uh, you know, in a league. Uh, the fifteen year olds getting out there, uh, but then you've got um, experienced riders in that league as well, and so you get to mix it with with both ends of the spectrum, really, and 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 it, it produces some really exciting and competitive racing, though, doesn't it? Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I love the the National League. Um, it, like I said, that you your skill level. I think it's quite fair in the National League that the, that the winners, um, you know, you can 
get closer to them each week. It's great to to race against, like I say, Adam Royden and, and everyone like that. The 15-year-olds, the not so much because um, they haven't got work tomorrow. Um, so I think the mentality is a little bit different there. Um, but that's who the, the, the National League for me is, is aimed at, is, is aimed at the youth. Um, I'm just lucky that there's still a, you know, a potential spot there for me to, to come in and have a go. Um, I, like I said, love racing the National League and it's, it's, it's absolutely it. And it's, well, I think what people need to remember is it's actually for racing. It, it showcases some of the best racing going, I think. Um, very little do you see follow the leader like you do sometimes in the Premiership because the talent is so close it's very hard to pass, whereas with the National League, you've got quite some riders that are a bit faster or some riders that are a bit edgier. And like me, you know, you'll see, you're bound to see a crash at some point. So, um, yeah, no, it's it's a really good league match to watch. And, you know, the quality is is definitely there. Uh, and, and these are all really, you know, largely under-21 riders mainly, but a few experienced hands... Adam Roynan is in the National League this year once again. Uh, Lee Complin is another experienced name that people will know is going to be racing in that league also. So uh, you get all sorts of uh, of levels of talent and it usually, as you say, does lead to some some close racing. Sometimes a bit of chaos, uh, but um, certainly never dull. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, you know, the actual, I think the racing can almost be better because because the skills obviously in the premiership that they're, they're so tight in in talent you know they're all they're all within milliseconds of each other whereas when you come to sort of our level we're only around usually around 2 to 3 seconds a race meeting off sort of the 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 very top guys so it's still incredibly fast it's just not as you know probably maybe we're not as consistent or whatever but the actual meeting plays for such good racing because you've got the a lot broader talent difference. So you only want a rider that's maybe not as good to get a really good start, whereas someone that is good gets a terrible start and you can see him come from fourth to first or fourth to second and then you'll see one come from first to third and vice versa. Um, it does. It, there will be, I guarantee if you did it on a statistic, in the National League there will be more passing than in the Premiership and the Championship. And you've been involved in a in a few duels uh, in your time in in the national league over the last few years or so. So what what races do you personally look back on and uh, and, and think that you know I enjoyed that when you come back into the pits? There's quite a few actually. I, I really enjoyed me me race with Greg Blair because I, I did wind him up telling him I was going to hand him out tour guides and he actually beat me. Um, so it was kind of egg on my face with that one. Um, I outgated uh, Kyle, young Kyle Bickley twice. He did pass me, um, but it was really good to sort of hang with Kyle because I think Kyle's a really good rider. Um, and if you watch back on one of my, I think, the, the YouTubes, we had a really good battle with uh, Tom Spencer from Leicester. Um, you know, a really good rider, very similar speed to myself, and we just had some really good, close racing. And even though I only got second... It was probably my favourite race to date just because of the pass. We must have passed each other about four times. And the National Speedway Stadium is a big place and, and obviously great racing, but it's the amount of space, the amount of lines there are. And you don't realise how big that track is until you stand on it. Because we went there with BSN last season and you stood there and you're thinking, this is pretty big, really. Oh, it's massive, you know. And it, and it, you are, I like, I am very spoiled to ride a track such as Bellevue. It's, you know, it, it is the 
the creme de la creme. I really wish all speedway tracks would, would take a leaf out of the book and, and just copy their track or, or very, you know, the, the, the grading that goes on, the preparation that goes on. It's just absolutely second to none. And it's, yeah, it's just lovely, which is why I just love riding there, really. Um, how do you feel when you're going out um, racing, though? Because, you, as we mentioned, you are facing up to a whole uh, spectrum of, of, of talent and experience. And among those are some of the exciting young talents that are coming flying through the ranks. You're talking about, you know, the, the Thompson twins or, you know, Nathan Ablett or maybe a couple of years ago, Leon Flint or Tom Brennan, you know, when they're racing in that league. So you're coming up against some serious hitters here who've got big ambitions as well. Yeah, no, I don't really get nervous once I'm out. I get more nervous when I'm in the pits. Um, but no, I, I, you know, if one of them passes me, you know, I think, well, I'll just, you know, stick with them. Again, it's great to see people, like you said, Dan Thompson and everybody like that um, progressing. And again, it's it's good to probably maybe sit there in five years' time when he's doing the Grand Prix or the Premiership to say, hey, I've raced him, I've raced him. <laughs> so <laughs> I can I can I can say I've at least lined up against him. And they're saying the same about you. To be fair, I would have thought uh, you are known as well for doing the occasional video, um, sometimes of your adventures wherever they may be, but also sometimes with your opinions on on the sport and and how best to progress it. Obviously, the electric speedway stuff is is one part of that, but you've had your say on various other things as well. You're not scared to put your head above the parapet, but you. Unlike some, uh, you do it constructively, and you always um, try and back up your argument as you know as much as you can. It's never just like a load of thoughts that come out there. You you have reasoning to it, and so for that reason, I think people might not like it, but they'll sit up and and listen to what you got to say anyway. Yeah, I say again. I, I love doing my little like I said, doing my blogs and and putting things out there, and I try and put things out there in a, a methodical way, not just a, a moan. Um, or like a, a shouting opinion, I try and put a bit of method with my madness. And it's great to see some people agree with it. It's great to see some people disagree with it and their comments. And like I said, I'm trying to get my face out there within Speedway because in years to come, in, it will, someone will have to take over Speedway. And I'm hoping it'll probably be somebody like myself that, that may be the next Rob Godfrey um, and, and sort of steer Speedway into the, to the right sort of places and, I do, I do enjoy putting myself out there, whether it's good, bad. Um, I can take, I can take all the bad comments you throw at me. Um, uh, kill people with kindness is is often my favourite one. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's, but it's good to, it's good to have the debate. And and I think people forget, even you know, going back to me, Speedway, when you comment your bad comment, it actually feeds me organically for things like reach and everything like that. So feel free to comment away um, uh, and, and I'll happily give you a lovely response back. Honestly, it just it does just bounce off you. I think there'd be a lot of people who would have, um, you know, maybe some... Well, they wouldn't like it. They, they don't read the comments. But whereas you, you, you absolutely just feed off the comments. There's, there's very little I think yes. you could throw at Paul that would actually get him down. He would be like, he just laughs at it. I mean, I think it's a great attitude to have. Yeah. Um, but but as well, you know, on a serious point, you know, you did this video where you were talking about the whole real structure of Speedway and 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 how maybe it should operate. And obviously, um, it 
it's a big thing to change overnight and you know speedway is not something you can change overnight because of the way clubs run and you know how it's funded and there's so many other things to factor in um but you did do this presentation about you know the the gap between the different leagues and whilst it's not an easy one to fix at least your video that you did i believe was actually watched by the promoters um at, at one of the meetings so it it was noted, you know, you see, you are making, uh, as I say, people are thinking about what you've had to say. It might not be possible to do everything that you're implementing there and then in a, in a video, but maybe even if a little bit of it gets through or at least people think about it, at least, as I say, it's a conversation that's been had. And if, if the best decision is to carry on as we are, then, well, that's the decision. But at least you, maybe, you, you know, as you say, you put your point across in a, in, a, in a good way, people will take notice rather than going on there and saying everything's rubbish, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it, exactly. You know, I'll always try and put a point across with with some backing behind it, whether it be factual or anything like that. And like you said, Ian, you can't, you know, I wasn't for one minute expecting to put, say, that video out with the structure. And then, you know, next season, it, it, has to, it all just changes. What I just want to make people aware of, that if they carry on the way they're going, you will end up where I was at. And to be honest, I think if you even go back to the um, the video that I did and I explain that you'll get riders that are at the top of the National League but at the bottom of the Championship quitting or not getting very far and then it drops down to, say, the next level rider in the National League, and struggling further in the championship, you will have seen a few riders do that last year. I'm not going to name any names, but you will have seen riders that really did struggle and probably sent them backwards in Speedway. So I just like to get things out there so people know what I've said and I've done it in the right way. I've not been nasty or or I certainly try never to be nasty, but I just try to give people facts. Go and watch the video and I think... 90% 90% will actually agree. I had a few people disagree with, oh, well, you've got the numbers wrong and you've got this wrong. Well, you know, this is what people have got to understand. I've not took it, you know, word for word or number for number. But what I have done is give Speedway a problem and a solution to fix it. It's just up to you if you want to listen and follow it through. And you've been on First Dates Hotel as well, uh, which not many Speedway riders have, but uh, you, you certainly have been on there. <laughs> No, yeah, um, I say I've been on, like I say, I love to get myself out there. Um, and uh, like I say, I've done the first date. Uh, I've also done a viral video I think a lot of people have seen. Um, and even at the moment, I'm in talks with a very well-known um, BBC channel. who um, have actually tried to ring me in this podcast. Um, but that's not confirmed yet. So all I'll say is you never know what you might see me in in, in the future. <laughs> We were um, with BSN. We we did um, a fixture at pool, and um, we stayed in a in a hotel room. And it was myself, Martin, and and Ben Duffel. Um, so we we were in this hotel room. Uh, to add to the the bizarreness of this situation, the hotel room was uh, themed around the legendary comedian Ken Dodd. So it was actually called the Ken Dodd Suite <laughs> in this hotel in Bournemouth. So we, we get into the Ken Dodd Suite, which has got pictures of Ken Dodd around it. We're holding his uh, feather duster and his diddy men and stuff like that. Put the TV on and 
um, put I think it was Channel Four. Put Channel Four on, and I I absolutely jest you not right. Switch the TV on. The TV comes on. Boom! There he is on the screen. Paul Bowen on first dates rerun. And it's like no way. What was the chances? Just can't get away from me. And can't get away from me. <laughs> there he was. <laughs> Paul Bowen, my guest on Humans of Speedway in this episode and in the next part. So we're going to have a look at Paul's dream speedway meeting, as we do with all of our guests, really. Finding out their dream track, the uh, dream stadium, their all-time one to seven, uh, what rule they would change and much more besides. That's all on the way in the next part of Humans of Speedway. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to Humans of Speedway. I'm Ian Brannan. My guest in this episode is Paul Bowen, who is a name you might know if you're a fan of the Bellevue Colts, uh, but also um, from BSN. He's got his own blogs, and you might even have seen him on first dates. So there's a few uh, ways you might have seen him. Don't forget to check out some of our previous episodes. The recent ones include a chat with Justin Sedgman, who's going to be heading for Birmingham and Leicester in British Speedway in 2023. Dave Rowe, one of the voices of Eurosport Speedway TV. TV coverage and uh, also uh, a journalist with the Speedway Star, in fact, running the British Speedway Press Office as well these days. So uh, a very, very busy man. So hear him talk about Speedway. I had some lovely feedback about that one in particular, actually. Uh, Gary Flint and Leon Flint, father and son, Beric Bandit's team manager and co-promoter and his son, the British Under-21 and British Under-19 champion Leon. And we spoke with Adam Roynan recently as well. Check those out. Right now, it's all about Paul Bowen. We're going to hear about your dream Speedway meeting, Paul. Um, you're a le- still a relative newcomer, though, aren't you? It's about, what, 10 years or less than 10 years since you got your bike? Yes, yeah, less less, less than 10, yeah. It must be, I think it was eight, 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 I had a Facebook memory. It was eight or nine years ago that, that I actually bought the bike. Uh, and can, can you remember who you bought the bike from? You yeah. know, who owned it before you did? Uh, I think it was Nathan Stoneman. So it was, and he's still riding. Yeah, he is. So... I saw his bike being yeah. used to, uh, to to pop a um, 
what did they call it? A baby, um, a baby. Oh, it was a baby, a baby shower. shower thing, wasn't baby, it? Gender reveal. Gender reveal. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. We're, the, <laughs> we're, we're down with the kids here. That's it. Yeah, gender reveal at Oxford, <laughs> and the, the, this, this this was the other day, and they're revving the the speedway bike, and and the the power from the the heat from the exhaust popped the balloon, and poof, uh, in the uh, <laughs> in the exhaust fumes came out um, pink smoke. So uh, they knew it was yeah. a girl, and I think that was Nathan Stoneman's bike. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was so. Congratulations, Nathan. <laughs> was it? Was it Nathan Stoneman's <laughs> child, or was it who? Uh, well, it was his bike, so I was hope so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he's, he's ready. Was it? His was bike it not him? Was it him? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's I'm sure it was. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I hope Nathan Stoneman's missus ain't listening to this. If it's not, <laughs> potentially. Yeah. Okay, but you bought the bike, you think, from Nathan Stoneman. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, anyway, in this, we, we're going to create your, your dream Speedway meeting. You've had enough experience to know what, what does and doesn't make a good Speedway meeting. So, the first question we always ask is about the track. So, this is just purely for racing. It doesn't matter where the track is. It doesn't matter how ropey the stadium it's in might be, even if there is a stadium, um, or, or, or not. But um, wh- where would you choose for uh, just for racing, your favourite track? Track. It's got to be. It's got to be Bellevue. I'm, I, I know I go on about it a lot, but it has to be Bellevue. And for reasons we've talked about, I, I guess the you know it's um, a, a big old circuit, great for racing, a lot of room, and always nicely prepared. I guess. Yeah, definitely. It's just like I said, it, the, the stadium feel, um, the track feel, the racing it provides. Um, Again, it just allows for so much racing. I, I, I just I just absolutely love it. Every time I go, it feels like the first time, other than the seats are worn a little bit. <laughs> if we were gonna play, you know, perhaps devil's advocate, you know, the re- one of the reasons that there there are you know people keep going about having a Grand Prix uh, and so on at Bellevue, which which may happen um, you know, in the not too distant future, I don't know, but one of the criticisms or one of the problems with that is that it's not big enough in terms of um, seating, you know, uh, a t- space for attendance. They want, what, 12,000 minimum, you know, as a permanent kind of um, uh, attendance capacity, which Bellevue struggles with. And yes, they can do it with the temporary seating, but it means you've got to put all that scaffolding up and take it down every time and, and blah, blah. So yes, it can be done. Um, if you were going to move, and then it might rain, and then it might <laughs> rain, yeah. Um, so if you were going to move the uh, the track, and we we're going to put it into a stadium that, that potentially could accommodate that, just for the dream scenario, where which stadium would you put that track in? You'd have to have it in Wembley, wouldn't you? It, I think it, I think it'd have to be, um, yeah, definitely Wembley. Although I uh, I found out, I don't, I say I don't know. If, they, they would. I should assume they'd be allowed to run it, but there's actually a swimming pool underneath Wembley Stadium. Did you know that? Is there? Yeah. I didn't know so that. there's a false floor and there's a there's a swimming pool underneath it. Google it. I was I was I was well impressed. <laughs> Is that? Yeah. Well, why why have we never seen it? Why have they never used it? Don't know. <laughs> just, but it's underneath. Who, who uses this private swimming pool? <laughs> I don't know. No, that's what I mean. It's, it's just covered underneath it. Apparently, there is a swimming pool. Wow. Okay. Facts for you, you on human of speed. Yeah, you, uh, you, <laughs> you heard it here first with <laughs> Paul Bowen's curveball about the hidden swimming pool underneath Wembley Stadium. Right. I will Google that. Um, let's have a look at your all-time one to seven. Then who who would make your your dream team? If you're going to pick seven seven worldies, who we're going to have? Right. We're going to have Nicky Pedersen, number one. 
Um, out and out, the best racer that's ever lived in my eyes. Um, the guy for me, although he was a villain, for me, he just brought so much to Speedway. Um, and I think he, I just miss, I just miss watching him. Um, and again, he's kind of a rider I'd love to have like a lesson off just because I just love his riding style. I love how he races a bike. I love how he is after the bike. I like how he's a little bit angry and a little bit of drama. Everything that, that a character should be, he was. And I think Speedway needs another, another one. And of course, he's back, and you might be interviewing him very, very soon. So that's pretty cool, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Well, I hope so. Just if I am Ian, you might, you might, I might be a bit starstruck when I when I do because he's he's probably one of my all time. Um, again, going for box office riding, got to be bomber. Bomber for me, just as a rider, it's just mega to watch. He's. You, I just don't think you can teach that kind of entertainment on a bike. So we'll have a bit of bomber. Uh, number three has got to be my man Dan Bewley, um, just because he's sort of the new school of, of speedway, and he's just it, it, you know I think people have got to remember Dan is still so very new to speedway. Um, he is still learning. He's still got a lot like he's still soaking it in like a sponge. For him, speedway is a lot fresher than it will be for a lot of other riders. So the hunger that he's going to have to win is just going to be incredible. And I really do think that you will see Dan holding that trophy at some point as the as a, a Speedway World Champion. And you've been um, doing some motocross and stuff. So you, you you kind of know him a little bit personally as well, don't you, Dan? And and kind of come from a similar place in, in, in respect of, you know, making that move from motocross into Speedway. And obviously you're both in for Bellevue and... Yeah, exactly, and and I think again, like I say, you've got to remember with, with Dan, um, and I don't think he'll he'll mind me saying this. Dan hasn't come from a money background. Um, I remember him rocking up just with you know his dad was just in his little red van. Um, you know, if you look at his early days, he's on a, he's riding in an old suit, um, a borrowed suit. I think it was like Mark Hitchin or something like that. He was riding around in that. He would had borrowed covers for a while. Um, and he's just really chipped away. He's very humble. Um, do you know what I mean? He knows where he's come from, and he's just very grateful to be in the sport. He's again speaking with him. He's not, um, you know, after Cardiff. So he went out and won the GP. He was out in walkabout, just quietly having a drink. Do you know what I mean? Like as if, as if, as if he'd just been to watch himself. Never mind, you know. I remember Ty came <laughs> in and everyone was screaming and shouting, and I think Dan just came in with his head down and just started like having a bit of go on the dance floor. He weren't. It, it was just like a normal night. He's so he's so normal and and with it. He's just he's probably one of the best you know personalities of, of Speedway. I think going. He's he's, he, he's such a, a good lad, and like I say, it's, it's nice that I do you know know him personally as well. And we've had. We've been motocrossing and, and everything like that, and he's just so humble and appreciated of where he is. And he just, yeah, he just he just enjoys riding his bike. That's all he cares about. He's riding, and that's what he's doing for a living, and that's what he loves. Yeah, it was a bizarre cue um, for walkabout because I was um, 
Did I meet you in there? I think I met you in there, but uh, I was in the queue behind, not far behind Dan Bewley, but there was all sorts of people in that queue at that time. It must have been about 10 o'clock or something that everybody decided we're going to go walk about, and you had, like, Dan Bewley in the queue, like Paco Castagna, um, and uh, Danny Ford. Um, there was, there was like, someone else, maybe one of the Cook brothers from, from Pool. It was just like, there's half the championship and the premiership in this queue right now. It was, it was a bizarre <laughs> Site. And then fast forward a couple of hours, the same people on the dance floor. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, it yeah. was, it was great. So yeah, so that was uh, number three. Uh, so number four, we'll move on to our British world champion is uh, Ty. Obviously, Ty got me into Speedway, um, and uh, yeah, he's he's been a really good rider for me to to, to watch and and to to learn from. Um, and he's he's just kind of a bit of a cool dude, isn't he? If we're if we're being honest, his tattoos and his piercings and his rock and roll style. Um yeah, you you can't not have Ty in your team. Um yeah. Uh number five, I'll go for Max Frick. Um just again, really nice lad, love his riding style. Um very calm in the pits, he just has fun rides the motocross it just you know no temper no temper tantrums just just gets on with his work he's happy as larry and again he's just a really good rider to watch unusual this year with him um making a move to leicester as well so it'd be interesting to see how he goes there with uh departing um I think at least on loan, but uh, departing uh, Bellevue for a season at least. Yeah, I was quite surprised about uh, Leicester uh, for Max because I know he's, he has he has a lot to do with with Bellevue and, and Mark and his connections. Um, but I believe when I spoke to him, it was either something to do with the commuting or the the. Well, it won't be the day, will it? Because the days are the same. But I think it was it was something to do with his with his other career with his other um, clubs. That he was better off at Leicester, apparently. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think he'll do well round Leicester. I think he'll do well round anywhere, really. He's he's a you know he's he's won a Grand Prix, hasn't he? So he he knows how to ride a bike. He certainly does. Yes, and certainly going to be a handy addition with uh, you know the likes of Bomber and uh, the rest of the team. A fairly solid looking team for uh, for Leicester in itself. So anyway, that's Max Frick. Um, you have got a couple more to go. So who else? Number six. Uh, we'll go for Bartos. Just because he's he's the man in he, um, no one hangs off a bike like him. Um, you know the the leg swinging, the the sitting on the rear mud guard again, just a totally different riding style um, to everybody else. And uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it was a fantastic ra- racer to watch, and that's why he's he's the world champ. Okay, Bartosz Marszlik then what at reserve? Uh, it's not bad. And uh, number seven then, who we got? Yeah, yeah, he's not he's not done he's not done he's not done so well. <laughs> he's just getting get his full uh, seven Number rides. seven, I'll just give a bit of a sh- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we've got another rider here at reserve because he's not rode for a little bit due to unfortunate circumstances. We'll have him ill. He's a fantastic rider, and he's kind of been I've been seeing some of the comments that are not great for the guy. You know, he's kind of been sucked in it. Um, so a bit of a support for Emil there and we'll have him at number seven 
Interesting to see Emil back in in British Speedway. Um, obviously, people have got their opinion on it. I think largely the comments have been fairly positive. Um, but from a Speedway point of view, purely Speedway point of view, fantastic to have one of the you know great riders of the the modern era racing over here, uh, of course. And um, no doubt there's going to be lots of people wanting to see him in action. And uh, an interesting year ahead, I think, uh, across the leagues. But so uh, that's your team anyway. Your one to seven, great stuff. Um, next up then, who would be refereeing your meeting? I, I, I'd have to have uh, Craig Ackroyd, uh, just because uh, I serve Craig uh, with his food business that he's got and I, I buy a few things off him. Yeah, um, And also um, his dad, um, is it Paul, um, that does the uh, Speedway Benevolent Fund. So really good little family there. Um, I know him quite well. So um, yeah, I'd have to have Craig just, just to give him a shout out on this podcast. Good stuff. Yeah, well, we'd like to get Craig on at some point as well. Um, if you were going to introduce a rule or change a rule or do something about Speedway, just, I mean, this is right up your street because you're full of ideas. <laughs> but what what would you do um, to, to sort of improve a Speedway meeting, your Speedway meeting, if you if you had full control? The first thing I would do, and it's really small, is I would change the riding order so that riders would go one to seven in ability. So number one would be your best rider, Number two would be your second best, three would be your third best, and so on and so forth, till you got to seventh, which is like it is now. When you try and explain to someone that's new to Speedway the riding order, just watch the face. It's just, they just don't get it. So if you say, yeah, so the first rider, that's number one, that's the best. Yeah, 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 he's the best. Yeah, so number two, no, he's not the best. He's not the second best, it's number five. Oh, but number seven is the worst, is the, not the worst, but the worst. Yeah, that's right. But then number four is better than, you know what I mean? And it just, it's just so confusing. Um, so, yeah, that would be the first thing I'd change. <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point. It does, yeah. And then not necessarily, yeah, between number four and number two, they might be as good as each other, but it sort of just depends on that month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It's... <laughs> <laughs> you, no, you can number get... six might be number two next time you come. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, you know, by all means, keep the race format exactly the same. So, you know, heat, heat, but heat, so heat one would be, say, one and six. Or one, yeah, would it be one and six? Yeah, one and six. And then, you know, heat two, you know, whatever, uh, what would it be? Oh, sorry, no. So heat one would be one and five. Heat two would be six and seven, and so on and so forth. Um, I, I, just, I just think it would really make sense to new people in Speedway and and just again it's just another little thing that i think makes your people get into speedway whereas if they come in they see that they go i don't get this and go home <laughs> okay that's a good point um and uh, if we're going to have like sort of virtual opposition for your team of all stars uh, this would be an actual team that has existed at some point in the, in the history of the sport a great team which which team would you love to see well although um Max was in the team. Um, I'd have to have Bellevue from last year because it was the first time that they've won the league in a very long time. So to to win the league, um, just you know, it's got to be one of the best teams that has been going. So yeah, it'd have to be Bellevue, Bellevue from last year. In, inclu- including Lambert, whether you like the rule or not. Well, there you go. Yeah, including Lambert, and that way Max Frick can <laughs> yeah. ride for, uh, for for your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just go into that mucky rule book and we'll have Lambert in. 
Well, cheers, Paul. It's been fantastic chatting with you as always, and uh, thanks for uh, for speaking to us about uh, your career, but also Electric Speedway, and good luck with that event and the the electric charge to uh, to coin upon once again, and uh, also good luck with uh, with everything that this season's got in store, including, of course, you'll be uh, with BSN, so I'll see you there very very soon, and um, potentially heading back on track. Uh, there's a there's a sensational bit of news. Who knows, Ian? Who knows? Paul Bowen on Humans of Speedway. Thanks very much, Ian. Thanks for listening. Don't forget you can check out lots of previous episodes in this series from the start of 2023. Justin Sedgman, Dave Rowe from Eurosport, Gary Flint and Leon Flint, Adam Roynan, uh, all previous recent episodes. Uh, We've also got a chat, it seems fairly recent, uh, although it's a year ago now, Stuart Robson. Now, I was speaking to him prior to his uh, farewell meeting, which was taking place at Redcar last year. Of course, that got cancelled and... uh, they're rerunning it again this year so you can listen back to that one if you haven't heard it yet uh, and um, just sort of change the dates in your mind and uh, you'll get an idea of what's going to be happening there so kind of still relevant even though it's a year old um, also recently we spoke with Paul Ackroyd well I'll say recently it was last year uh, but uh, talking about the Speedway Riders Benevolent Fund again something that happens every year the Ben Fund meeting is back at Kings Lynn in 2023 and speaking of Kings Lynn a former rider of theirs Lewis Kerr another rider that uh, I spoke to Uh, in the last year Tom Brennan Jordan Jenkins uh, also David Howe Chris Louie Nikolai Clint Paco Castagna Chris Morton Gary Havelock Jeremy Doncaster Kelvin Tatum all names have spoken to in the past on this podcast scroll back and enjoy plenty of the previous episodes and we'll be back with more on the way in the next uh, week or two here on Humans of Speedway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.